0: Please join me in the call to worship that's printed in your bulletin. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Let us worship God. Let us join together in the prayer of confession and then take a few moments to silently confess the wrong that we have done to God, to others, and to ourselves. Let us join together in the prayer of confession. You have given us Christ as a covenant to the nations, O God, yet your people continue to live at war. Your prophets proclaim justice and peace, yet we dwell amid hostility and oppression. You judge your people with fairness. We implore you to have mercy upon us. Give sight to eyes that are blind to your truth. Enlighten our darkness that we may behold you even in the midst of our enemies. Free us from seeking your own grandeur so that in humility we may live at peace with your people. Hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn Only Christ, and Christ died for us, Christ rose for us, Christ reigns in power for us, Christ prays for us. Be assured that all you have confessed is forgiven and forgotten. By the grace of God, we have all been made new. Thanks be to God. Then let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious eternal God, we thank you for all the blessings we enjoy today. We thank you, O Lord, for all the grace and the forgiveness you've given us, for all those moments of gladness that brighten our days. We thank you for our faith and all that sustains them. And we especially give you thanks for your promise of life eternal through Christ, whose baptism we celebrate today. Merciful God, you know our needs before we voice them. Make your presence felt among us during the difficult times and give us courage to face our suffering. Let your presence be with all those who, for whatever reason, are in need of your loving care. Help them sense your healing power at work to ease their pain and protect them from those of this world who seek to undermine their spirit. Strengthen them in their faith and calm their troubled spirits. May they see the blessings each new day brings and have hope in your promise of a new life to come. We pray especially for those who seem to be forgotten, that you will bring wholeness to them and a sense of your companionship in the midst of their loneliness. We pray for your church throughout the world that we may be faithful witnesses so that all may come to believe and have new life in Christ. You taught us what it means to love one another. Keep us mindful of the support and fellowship we can offer to one another. Bless this congregation and help us to be open to all who are in need, that we may become instruments of your mercy. Confident of your love and care, we bring before you all who were named this morning. We lift up our shut-ins, our police, our military, veterans, and all first responders and all who are on our prayer list. We bring before you all our concerns and all that troubles us and place them in your hands, confident of your care and everlasting presence. And we ask all this in the name of your precious son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Eternal God, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is the prophet Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 1 through 9. Hear the word of the Lord. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, but a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. Before they bring forth, I tell you of them. May God bless to our understanding this reading from God's word.
1: Our next scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God moves us forward with new possibilities, new opportunities, new beginnings. God moves us onward so that God's plan for the world can be brought to fruition. We are all given new beginnings. In today's gospel, we learn of a new beginning for Jesus. Jesus is baptized and his ministry begins. If it is Jesus' baptism that we learn who Jesus is and who he is. John tells the crowd that Jesus is mightier than John. Jesus is to bring life with his baptism. Jesus is the Messiah, the one that was waited for. Jesus is very special, more powerful than John. But he's more than that. After all the people were baptized, and after Jesus was baptized, he was praying. And while he was praying, the heavens opened up, and the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove, and the voice from heaven said, This is my son my beloved with whom I am well pleased. Jesus is more powerful than John, he is the Messiah. He is also the beloved one, the one with whom God is well pleased. He is God's son. Perhaps we are envious of Jesus and his baptism. How easy it would be if the sky opened up for us, that the Holy Spirit came down like a dove and a voice spoke to us. And that voice said to each and every one of us, This is my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. But God also called Jesus something else, my faithful servant in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit on him. And with his baptism, Jesus began his ministry to service to God, to be God's obedient servant. He was ordained by the Holy Spirit for this ministry. As a response to God, Jesus came to be baptized. At his baptism, three significant things happen. One, God gives Jesus the gift of the Holy Spirit. Two, Jesus, Jesus' identity is made known. And God also announces that Jesus is God's son, the beloved, the chosen one, the one in whom God is. And three, the Spirit ordains or anoints Jesus to go out and to serve. The ministry begins the life of service, the life of obedience has started. And Jesus continues his life of service of doing God's bidding until he dies and he is risen to the new life. Throughout his life, Jesus remembers who he is. He remembers that he is the chosen one, the Messiah. He remembers whose he is. He is God's son, the beloved with whom God is well pleased. And he does not waver from that path. So is it with our baptism, three things occur. We are given a new beginning. We are given the gift of the Holy Spirit to guide us and to sustain us and empower us. We are given our identity. God announces, you are my child, my chosen. I have called you by name. You are mine. With you, I am well pleased. What is the given name of your child, we ask the parents during a service of baptism. The parent then gives the child's name. That moment of naming is holy, for it reminds us that none of us, none of us have a name, and identity, until the church tells us who we are. In baptism, the church says, you are someone to whom a name has been given, a Christian. You are someone who has an identity, a servant of God in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit ordains us to Christ's ministry and we are God's beloved children in whom God's soul delights. Yes, how easy it would be if a dove descended from heaven and a voice spoke and announced what our ministry would be. But God's call doesn't usually come falling out of heaven. Most at a time, in, in my experience, it is not a voice from above, but a voice from within. The voice speaks so clearly that you know you heard it, but it speaks so ambiguously that there are dozens of ways to explain it other than the voice of God. So you must respond to that voice of faith rather than complete certainty. Every one of you that have said yes to being a new officer of this church, has heard that voice. You have heard that voice from God saying, you are my beloved, and I need your help, and I need you to serve, and you have said yes. I just imagine God whispering that to each of us as we go about our daily lives as each new day dawns, each new beginning unfolds. I can hear God saying, remember who you are. You, we are Christians, followers of Christ, called to be persons of faith, called to be part of the faithful, worshiping community that seeks the will of God. You and me, we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are ordained by that same spirit to serve God, to go and to witness to the world the good news of the gospel. We have each been chosen by God. But more important, remember who, whose you are. Each and every one of you, you are God's child. You are the beloved. God says, I have called you by name. You are mine. You are my child, and I am so pleased with you and that I love you. My friends and sisters and brothers in Christ, those three words, I am baptized, symbolize and say so very much. They tell us who we are and whose we are. They tell us that in life and in death, we belong body, mind, and soul to God. We are God's children, called by name. We are chosen, we are beloved. Those words tell us that in Christ, we have a new life, new beginnings. The old has passed away. We are reminded that the Spirit ordains us and with that ordination comes responsibility. We are to respond to God's calling with a life of service. A life of service to God until we rise to new life in Christ. Remember who you are. But also remember whose you are. At Christmas, I received a a daily devotional from a very good friend. And on January 13th, in that devotional, it reads this. Try to view each day as an adventure, carefully planned out by your guide. Instead of staring into the day that is ahead of you, attempting to program it according to your will, be attentive to me and to all I have prepared for you. Thank me for this day of life, recognizing that in its precious, unrepeatable gift, trust that I am with you each moment, whether you sense my presence or not. A thankful, trusting attitude helps you to see events in your life from my perspective. A life lived close to me will never be dull or predictable. Expect each day to contain surprises. Resist your tendency to search for the easiest route through the day. Be willing to follow wherever I lead. No matter how steep or treacherous the path before you, the safest place to be is by my side. God will protect us as God, as a parent, protects a child. And the safest place is next to the parent. If we keep God in our lives, if we keep Christ as the cornerstone of our life and in our hearts, and we share that with people around us, we are in for a joyful ride, an unpredictable joyful ride. We receive all this through our baptism because we are the children of God. If nothing else, remember that you are God's child and God will always protect you. Amen and amen.
0: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Amen.